You're listening to Rhodey Radio, Rhode Island Library Radio Online. Hi, this is your Rhodey Radio crew here for another episode of Rhodey Eats, where we rank some of the best food in Rhode Island. For this episode, we'll be tasting some of the best tacos in Rhode Island, using Rhode Island Food Fight's Taco Mania competition as a guide. I'm Lauren Walker, Assistant Director at Coventry Public Library. I'm Dave Bartos, Coordinator of Adult Services at the Cranston Public Library. And I'm Emily Goodman, Adult Services Coordinator at the Office of Library and Information Services at your state offices. If you don't already know about Rhode Island Food Fights from our Rhodey Eats Donuts episode, they host a series of fun, friendly competitions between restaurants and food businesses that showcase their culinary goods to hundreds of local food lovers. Food lovers purchase a passport full of coupons, taking them on a culinary road trip to 15 to 20 participating restaurants to sample the best pizza, burgers, wings, and more. Participants vote online for their favorite, and the winner is declared after weeks of delicious competition. As of today's airing, we are nearly at the end of October 2023's Taco Mania competition. We enlisted our colleagues around the state to help us try out all of the restaurants featured in the competition, and they've recorded their reviews to guide your own taco adventures. Before we get to the taco reviews, I sat down with Jim Nellis, the founder of Rhode Island Food Fights, to talk about the competition and how it got started. I'm your host, Lauren Walker, at the Warwick Public Library Recording Studio, home of Warwick Radio Online, a podcast featuring news and stories about Warwick's people, businesses, and one-of-a-kind culture, available wherever you find your podcasts. A big thank you to Will, the community services librarian at the Warwick Public Library, for offering the space for us to record today. I'm joined by Jim Nellis, founder of Rhode Island Food Fights, the largest series of culinary competitions in Southern New England. Hi, Jim. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Thanks for inviting me. Um, So what made you start Rhode Island Food Fights? So I was uh, building a social media consulting business back 13 years ago. And if you can imagine pitching uh, social media platforms to business owners 13 years ago, it was, uh, it was a little bit difficult. You know, it's a, um, I, I like to say that Rhode Island is eight years behind every curve. <laughs> so bringing social media to the, to people and to the businesses in Rhode Island was, uh, way early. And as a prospecting project, I, uh, I thought it might be interesting to get in front of, um, f- well, for me to, if I were to host an event that had 12 bakeries show up with 400 cupcakes to give away to people that I sold tickets to in order to expand their brand recognition, um, for me to get a dozen bakeries to participate, I'm going to have to pitch 50 or 100. The event comes and goes, and I'm now going to have 50 or 100 business owners. It's no longer a cold call. It's a... You know, it's a, it's a warm call, and um, we have some something to talk about. Well, the event came and went. It was um, it showed up well, the day of the event. Uh, we're we're uh, loading in three hours before the start, and I noticed that there were people in line with tickets to get into the event. And I'm thinking, okay, so this might be something <laughs> a little bit bigger than a 
than a um, than a prospecting project, and it and it became that. So the yeah, so the in person events were the were the first. That's very cool. Um, and that was actually one of my other questions. Was um, it sounds like maybe during the pandemic or after the pandemic, it became um, passport based as it is now. Um, do you have plans to have any in person events in the future? Well, the passport events uh, we're we're into our tenth year with the passport events. So oh, that, okay. So, yeah, so that was before, even before uh, COVID. Yeah. Um, so the passports came about when. Well, before the passport. So, so I did a cupcake, hosted a cupcake event in March, and then uh, figured, okay, that was cool. What do I do now? And hosted an ice cream event in August, and well, that's cool. Let's. What do I do now? And hosted a cookie event in December, and all the events sold out, and all of the events worked really well for the for the for the uh, my partner restaurants, um, and I. Thought well, let's tee this up again. So I so I did that a second year, and everything and, and continued to grow. The uh, we were started with 400 uh, attendees, and we grew to 1,200 attendees in in two years. And so I figured, okay, if if this is the direction I'm going, I need to figure out ways to get other food groups involved, other food types involved. Mm -hmm. And it was then that I realized that uh, the reason that cookies, ice cream, and cupcakes worked is because they can be made in advance and the integrity of the product is not going to deteriorate over the course of an event. You can't do that with burgers. You can't. Right. So, so I thought, um, tried to figure out a way to, uh, to get the, uh, uh, the burgers burgers were the first event, the big burger blowout. Um, and that was the, with the passport, with the coupon uh, platform. Yeah, it seems to work very well. It works incredibly well. Um, the, it, and it works well for both sides of the, uh, of the, of the field. And one being my restaurant partners and the other being the consumers, the consuming side and the consumer side, uh, the value proposition is, Unbelievable. So we're hosting the ninth annual Taco Mania in October. We have 23 uh, taco shops participating, and participating taco shops agree to offer two complimentary tacos to folks that come in with a coupon. So we get we put together the bench of um, partners, and there's 23 of them. And so the coupon books are sold for $30. So folks can get 46 tacos for $30 during the month of October. So the value is there. Um, the, the value for the participating restaurants is, um, is also there, and that is that 70% of the coupons that folks, uh, the, 70% of the folks that come in with a coupon during the month of October will be brand new customers. So it's a new customer acquisition. And with a new customer acquisition, there's a new customer acquisition cost, which is your marketing spend over the course of, of a year divided by the total number of new folks that come into your place. And in Rhode Island, that averages 26 to $28 per person. Hmm. Right. And so using this platform for Taco Mania, it's, it's the restaurant's cost of two tacos. 
Interesting. Which is less than $2, less than $26. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> right. And so that's the value proposition that is so strong. And so when if um, when the business owners or the, or the uh, decision makers see that data, then it makes it easier for them to, to uh, participate. And it works out for those of us who like to eat free tacos. Yeah, it's, it's, that's the... That's the, the the proposition on both sides. Yeah, it's really, it's um, and it's not necessarily something that I I didn't realize that when I st- first uh, started the uh, the the passport um, platform that the um, that seventy percent of the folks would be brand new customers, but that's the data that I draw after every event. I draw, I get, uh, I I do a, a data dig um, after every event, and the numbers are are bizarrely <laughs> similar after every event. It makes sense because it's Rhode Island and um, I'm originally from Mass. So I feel yeah. like I can I can look at Rhode Island as an outsider and say that people really do not want to leave their like 15 minute driving radius. Well, they, so. but that's OK. So I'm from Georgia. Yeah. And I used to when I when I first started coming to Rhode Island, I stayed down in uh, South County, down in Narragansett. And folks, you know, were, and I didn't go to Providence because people don't go past the tower. <laughs> Road trip to go you, to you don't go past the tower, and people yeah. and people won't. You know, so people were telling me people won't travel. We they do. They travel to Westerly for a donut. Mm-hmm. They um, they come in from Boston to try things. We sell we sell into Boston. We sell into Connecticut. We do a lot of uh, we, we tease at the office that it's a uh, we're very tourism. Uh, focused because we do bring in new people, but we do. And yeah, so we broke, uh, I, you know, pe- Rhode Islanders are set in their ways. And so they're set in their ways in that they're set in their ways. So you're not going to do this because we haven't done this before. And that's just not, it's, um, it's being proven to be a little bit different. You've discovered that they will travel for food. They will travel for food. They'll travel for good food. Yeah. And Rhode Island, pound for pound, has the best food in the country. It's really good food. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, so how many people participate in each Food Fights competition? And is there one that seems to be the most popular? So there's a handful that are the most popular. And um, burgers, wings. I guess the, the single most popular would be the iced coffee. Hmm. Um, burgers, wings, tacos, pizza, all big sandwiches is huge. So those are all consistently. And then, and then iced coffee is just a little bit bigger as far as, uh, revenues. Um, yeah. So they're all, and, and hundreds of people come to the. Very cool. Yeah. That's interesting that iced coffee would be the winner there because you'd think like everyone gets their coffee in the morning and then outside of that like that might be one thing that I wouldn't travel for would be a nice coffee yeah well it's um you know different strokes um people are crazy about iced coffee here I mean that is true I do drink it year-round it's a trip um <laughs> and there you know some places have better iced coffee than others and yeah I'm not sure why and I don't ask why or you know are you you know been doing this now for 13 years so it's not that I don't ask why. It's just that it doesn't really matter. I mean, <laughs> sure. So this is this has happened. Let's see if we can't replicate it. And and uh, so that's what I continue to try to do to try to to bring uh, even a deeper value for the 
for both the partners and the uh, and the consumers. That's great. The food fighters. Yes. <laughs> um, and what is your favorite quintessential Rhode Island food? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, it really is. It's a tough question. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, uh, I support Mr. Lemon. Oh, wow. Okay. Your team, Mr. Lemon. Huge. I think I'm team Dells. You're a loser. <laughs> well, I think the competition works out for all of us. No, no doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, I'm a big fan of uh, Mr. Lemon. Um, it's more of a, uh, um, it's less corporate, I guess. Fair enough. Huge fan of Yacht Club Soda. Okay. Huge fan of Warwick Ice Cream. Okay. Um, Granny Squibs, iced tea. Oh, I've never had that. Yeah. Oh, good. Granny Squibs, you'll, they're, they're most in most uh, convenience stores. Hmm. I did not know about them. I'll have to give them a shot. They're good. They're good. I think probably an awful, awful for me is my favorite. I like a, I mean, sometimes a strawberry or sometimes sure. they have a Nutella one, I think, which is really good. Right. I, I, yeah. Um, Newport Creamery is a, is a great brand. I do like that on the awful, awful cup. It says it's a drink, just in case you weren't sure. Yeah. Um, so how do people get their passport to participate in the Food Fights competitions? So we market, we um, uh, have, uh, we market on social media. And we have, a, uh, I guess, our fan base now. Well, we have huge followings on both Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. And over 10 years, the folks that have bought, we have, I mean, it's tens of thousands of people that, we can, that we're able to remarket to. The interesting thing is that 60% of the, uh, of the customers are new customers for every event. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's obviously working, what you're doing. It seems to. <laughs> yeah, it seems to. It's, uh, and that's what, you know, it's, it's, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix it. Sure. It's, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a business, Right. Everybody has everybody has a not everybody, but most folks have a passion for food and a passion for ice cream and that sort of thing, mm -hmm. which which we all do. But this is uh, so. So R.I. Food Fights is um, it's a business. You know, we pay our taxes. We uh, we want to grow. We can, and, and we and at the time at the same time, we want to provide value to to the folks that we work with. Sure. And um, so people can get their passport online. And then once they've tried all the restaurants, how do they vote for their favorite? So we send a voting link out to the people that, that purchased the, okay. the coupons. And we, we remind them uh, four or five times throughout the course of the month. And, that's, and, then, and then following that, we, um, we survey them, which were the restaurants you went to, which were the restaurants you went to for the very first time, which was your favorite? Um, that sort of thing. Did you okay. buy? Did you buy an additional item while you were there? Did you buy anything else? Okay. And um, so, since we're doing this episode around the Taco Mania competition, do you have a personal favorite taco place in Rhode Island? I do. I think. Well, but but all they're all my favorite. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's um. There are better, there there are a ton of taco places. There are in Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, we're very. It's a 
I mean, yeah, we have great food all over the place, and tacos are, are, are is tacos is tacos are <laughs> tacos are uh, one of them. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to participate. Oh, good. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like people to know that we haven't mentioned yet? Well, we have we have a you know we host an event a month almost um, starting in January. So wings, donuts, sandwiches. Beer. We have we've hosted a craft beer um, passport for the past two years. We're going to do that again. Um, we have a huge craft beer community. I think we have thirty six breweries in Rhode Island. Oh wow! Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so uh, beer, uh, burgers was the first. Ice coffee, ice cream, uh, pizza, tacos. I think that's probably left something <laughs> out. But yeah, there's always there's something for everybody. They're great gifts. They're, um, a lot of people are, uh, not a lot of people, people have, have uh, bought them for gifts. That's a good as idea. As gifts, yeah. It's a, it's a, and there's, a, there's all sorts of communities that are, that are built around. Um, folks meet up at, um, uh, at Whole Foods and trade coupons. <laughs> right? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, folks create uh, Google Maps for all the, for the uh, for the locations, folks, uh, there are those folks that will cut their coupons out, laminate them, <laughs> hole punch them, and put them on a key ring, um, starting with the closest to the wow furthest. As a librarian, I can really appreciate that level right? of organization. That's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. That's funny. It's fun. It's a, yeah. It's a, the community's fun. Um, for the most part, it's a positive experience for, for everybody. And, um, yeah, so after 13 years, if you're keeping most people happy, you're doing doing something right, I think. I would say so. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you very much for having me. Will, thanks for making this happen. Call it a day. <laughs> It's so interesting to hear the history of Rhode Island food fights. I've done at least one challenge each year for maybe the last five years or so, and I didn't realize what a long history it had. Uh, so since we're talking about tacos today, guys, uh, what do you look for in a taco? I personally, and we'll get to this when we get to my review, but I like when there's not too much stuff so that everything really gets its moment in the sun as you're eating it. Um I think some people would be sticklers for it doesn't fall apart. I don't mind if it falls apart. It's like a little extra food for later hits your plate. So you just sort of have your tacos and then you have a little extra taco. And yeah, for me, it's just fresh flavors in a great combination and a modest amount. Nice. I agree with most of that, although I <laughs> don't love when they fall apart, but I will still like eat it afterwards, like the, like you said. Um so my taste in tacos has been described as American tacos, <laughs> um, uh. like the kind of tacos that you can like make at home with like the iceberg lettuce and the shredded cheese and that kind of thing. And I did work at Taco Bell for a while when I was in college and I was for sure their most enthusiastic employee. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I remember one time, like some he must have been like the regional manager or something like that came in and was like quizzing people to see what we knew. And he was like, what's in the beefy five layer burrito. And I was like, well, let me tell you, I was like, so excited. <laughs> I 
don't even care like job wise. I just love that burrito and I would love to talk to you about it at length. <laughs> so my wheelhouse of tacos is definitely in the like American taco realm. I also can't really handle spicy things. Uh, mm. So I, I'll also get to it in my review, but I appreciated that the tacos that I had were not super spicy, even though they had a lot of flavor. So that's what I look for tacos that I can hold without everything falling out. And they're not super spicy. And I like traditional American topping. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty open to tacos of all varieties. I don't like them too spicy, but I do like a little bit of spice sometimes. I appreciate uh, mostly a flour tortilla because it doesn't fall apart. I don't really like when I just have sort of a mess of ingredients on my plate because at that point I'd really rather just have nachos. Um, but I do really like a traditional corn tortilla with just meat, onion, cilantro, and a squeeze of lime. Uh, so in that way, I want just like really plain, simple, and just good meat. Um, but if I'm going to eat some good American tacos, we uh, we are going hard on the cheese and the sour cream, uh, a little bit of lettuce for crunch, some ground beef or ground turkey, open to both. Um, and I do like a little extra like refried beans in there. But similar to Dave, I want a modest amount because I want all of those to be in my mouth at the same time. Mm. I don't like when I have to sort of eat a taco uh, top end then bottom, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm like two bites where I get a top bite of all the cold ingredients and a bottom bite of all the hot ingredients. That really drives me nuts. <laughs> and I think that's what's so fun about a lot of Mexican places, at least many of the sort of Americanized Mexican categories, is that you have this sort of staple ingredients are very similar. So if what I want is to be able to hold my item and get all of the flavors all at once, I'm probably going to choose a burrito. And if I want something that's a little bit simpler, I'll probably choose a taco that has like minimal ingredients. If I just want a dirty pile with lots of cheese, like I'm going nachos, I want it nice and crunchy. Um, I feel like I have now gone on far too long about my my ideas of Mexican restaurants. The thing in question today is tacos. Uh, so let's get to some reviews about the delicious places around the state that you can eat some tacos. Hi, my name is Kate Lentz, and I'm the director of the Rhode Island Center for the Book. I went to La Costa on Thames Street in Newport, Rhode Island. It's about a half mile walk from the Newport Library. And this is my first time here. La Costa is a clean, well-lighted place. We were greeted right away by our super knowledgeable server, Hogan, who let us know about all the different options on the menu. For tacos, they have meat, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they specialize in a lobster taco. I ordered the carne asada tacos, the chicken tacos, and the fish tacos. The tacos come on a taco tray with sides of black beans, Spanish rice, and salsa verde. I was really surprised by the depth of flavors and the layers of fresh ingredients. I'll definitely be returning to La Costa for the Huevos Rancheros for breakfast. They're open on Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m. for breakfast. And I would really recommend this to anybody who really kind of wants to escape the touristy spots in Newport and who appreciates flavorful, fresh ingredients. Thank you. Hi, my name is Heather. I'm a reference librarian at Coventry Public Library. I went to Casa Azul Taqueria on Allen's Avenue in Providence, 
where I tried two chicken tinga tacos. The tacos smelled good and looked fresh with two soft corn taco shells holding the filling. The marinated chicken was well flavored with evenly diced onions and tomatoes, shredded crispy lettuce, a sprinkle of cheese and cilantro topping them off. I would definitely recommend these tasty tacos. For drinks, we had a hibiscus mojito and classic margarita, both refreshing and well-crafted. Additionally, we enjoyed the Al Pastor Frita Bowl with two house-made salsas, red and green. The second option we chose was the Diego Burrito with Mexican City-style carnitas. Serving sizes were generous. There is a cheerful atmosphere here with art honoring Frida Kahlo. Colorful, interesting graphics decorated the walls. Our server was very helpful with a positive attitude and warmth that made us comfortable. Service was quick. Would definitely recommend this taco experience. And we will return. Thanks. Hi, I'm Pam Schwieger, the assistant director at the East Providence Public Library. And I went to Union Burrito in Riverside. And it is a quarter of a mile from our Riverside Branch Library. And I've heard so many great things about this restaurant, but this was my first time there. And I went with my husband. We loved the tacos that we got. We had one chicken and one beef and they were soft shell tacos. They were well presented, colorful and fresh and in those little taco trays so that the ingredients didn't spill all over the place. Um, they had lettuce and tomato, shredded cheese. Um, the cheese was like a Southwest blend. It was very good. And all the ingredients were very fresh. I would definitely um, return to this restaurant for more tacos. Um, Union Burrito was clean and it had appealing decor. The bartender was friendly and attentive. There was live music. And um, we also ordered a few other things. We um, got a chicken burrito for um, for takeout, actually, for our 13-year-old son. And he ate it up very quickly. And I asked him what he thought. And he said it was fresh and flavorful. And it had a nice kick of spice, but not too hot. And he said it was not a mushy mess, as some burritos can be. We also had, at the restaurant, we had chips and salsa. And um, the chips they make there and the salsa, of course, too. The salsa was excellent. It had like a smoky Southwestern flavor. Very good. We tried the empanadas and they were crispy, like flaky crust, um, plentiful and tasty fillings. We got one beef and one chicken and they definitely were not greasy. And um, I think my favorite thing there were the quesadillas, which were um, just wonderful. They We got cheese quesadillas with fresh veggies. They had um, peppers and onions. And um, the, the prices were very reasonable. We would definitely go back. We will go back. And um, I would recommend this place to probably many, many people but especially to my friends Missy and Andrea, who um, also love Mexican uh, food, and we love to try new Mexican food together. Hi, my name is Patricia Buffington, and I'm the Library Media Specialist at Tollgate High School in Warwick. This past Wednesday night, 
My family and I ate at Taco El Madre, located at 669 Roosevelt Avenue in Pawtucket. This was our first time visiting Taco El Madre, but I'm sure it won't be our last. Upon arriving at the address, we were surprised to discover that it was not a traditional brick-and-mortar restaurant, but rather a food truck set up in an auto mechanics parking lot. On the night we went, Taco El Madre was a one-person operation. The menu there is small. The truck offers tacos with your choice of meat for $2 a piece or $3 with avocado. There are five different types of meat you can choose from. Carne asada, carnitas, tripe, chorizo, and trempo, which is spit roasted pork. It should be noted that there are no vegetarian options. Taco El Madre also has available quesadillas, tortas, and tostadas filled with your choice of meat and pork tamales. For drinks, they offer bottled water and soda. Since we were there for the tacos, we decided to order some of every variety except for the tripe. While we waited, the truck's window opened and the chef gave us cups of a spicy bean and pork fat soup for free. It was delicious. The broth had the right amount of heat and the proportion of beans and pork fat to broth was just right. Our tacos arrived next. The shells were made of soft corn. The tacos came with the meat, raw onions, cilantro, and avocado. The beef taco also had queso fresco. They were small in size, about five inches in circumference, but extremely flavorful and fresh tasting. Their carnitas was my personal favorite, and I love the addition of a perfectly ripe avocado. Our only complaint was that we had to eat them using our car's hood as a table, as there were no other options available. The food is also served in styrofoam containers, which may be a deal breaker for those of us who are environmentally conscious. Taco El Madre is not near my house, nor my library, but the food is worth the drive. The next time you are in Pawtucket, I highly recommend trying Taco El Madre. My name is Peter Fallon, and I am a circulation assistant at Brownell Library in Little Compton. I was sampling tacos at the Sports Kitchen, which is a restaurant in Tiverton. For those of you not familiar with the East Bay of Rhode Island, Tiverton is one town north of Little Compton uh, over in our little slice of heaven here on the East Bay. Sports Kitchen is a fairly new restaurant that is part of the Longplex Complex, which is a new and very large indoor sports complex uh, made up of um, a huge warehouse-type structure, and there's multiple fields inside. While I was there, there were multiple basketball games going on. There was indoor soccer practice. Um, there's also adjacent to the restaurant, a large room with many video games and, um, arcade like activities for, for kids. So it was quite, uh, active and noisy, um, which was fun actually. So it's a fun and energetic place to go. The restaurant is huge. They have, um, a menu that has most of the things you might expect at a sports-themed um, restaurant, burgers, sandwiches, wraps, pizza. They have three tacos, chicken, mahi-mahi, and pork. I chose the chicken tacos, which consist of grilled chicken tenderloins served over a bed of lettuce with pico de gallo and topped with shredded jack cheeses and chipotle aioli. And it sounds wonderful, but it wasn't wonderful enough, so I had to add the mango pineapple salsa um, and the tacos arrived looking great. They were presented very well. 
Uh, the service was good. Um, they came in a timely manner. Everything was hot. They come with a side, a choice of a side. I chose uh, French fries because that's the way I roll. And I have to say that everything was um, probably exceeded my expectations. I'd never been there before, um, but they were very good. The The chicken was grilled and cubed. So there were chunks of chicken, not shredded chicken like that you often see in tacos. Uh, and everything was really fresh. And I mean, if, if you could consider a taco healthy, it actually seemed semi-healthy, um, not including the French fries, of course. But I give it um, a wholehearted thumbs up. Um, should I need energy and some excitement, uh, and some good tacos, I would definitely make my way back to Sports Kitchen in Tiverton, Rhode Island. I'm Heather Field, the director at the Ashaway Free Library, and I went to Tio Mateo's in East Greenwich. My husband and I had attended the fun and fascinating annual Yankee Steam Up event at the New England Wireless and Steam Museum, and it was a quick 10-minute ride from there to Tio Mateo's. Our GPS got us there with no problem, and there was ample off-street parking. I had looked at the menu online ahead of time, so I knew that Tio Mateo serves authentic street tacos, which I'd never had before. Most of my experience with Mexican cuisine has been of the Taco Bell variety or similar. I was pretty excited to try a new kind of taco. Tio Mateo's offers three kinds of protein filling for their tacos, adobo marinated chicken, pork, or steak. And I very wisely chose the three taco platters so I could try one of each. They also have three levels of salsa, mild, medium, and one called Del Diablo for the true heat seeker. I have the palate of a toddler and no better than to even consider testing myself against something called of the devil. So I stuck with the very mild tomato fresca for all three of my tacos. The ordering experience was efficient and friendly, and while we waited, we had a chance to ask about the unique building. Turns out it used to be an auto mechanic shop, and our server told us that they could still open the bay doors on nice days. It's a smallish space, but has a lot of personality and a really welcoming vibe. Tio Mateo's has both indoor and outdoor seating, so after we ordered, and I grabbed a Dr. Pepper from the cooler to create the ideal food and beverage pairing, we opted to wait for our food outside at one of the picnic tables. It only took a couple of minutes until our server brought our meal to us. I was so pleasantly surprised to see that everything was served on reusable plates and came with real cutlery. The tacos were presented flat, with the meat, salsa, lettuce, and cilantro piled on top of slightly warmed corn tortillas. The taco plate came with refried beans and delicious savory rice. I'd also gotten a side order of sour cream, which I often use to balance any extra heat in my tacos or other spicy foods. I tried the chicken taco first, as presented, without the sour cream, and it was perfect. The meat was so tender and zesty, and I think I'm honestly a convert from flour to corn tortillas now. And to be honest, I didn't think I was a fan of cilantro, but it absolutely worked for me in these tacos. I did add a bit of sour cream to the last couple of bites just because I enjoy sour cream. I did the same with the pork taco, which was similar in flavor profile to the chicken. The steak taco was also heavenly but spicier, so I deployed more of the sour cream to cool it down a bit. I'm glad it's not too long of a drive for us to get to Tio Mateo's because I'd love to go for more of their delightful authentic street tacos or maybe try one of their burritos. My husband had the El Mateo Supremo burrito and really enjoyed it. Tio Mateo's is also home to a sister restaurant called Greenwich Bay Gourmet and that menu was really intriguing too. We loved Tio Mateo's food, the interesting space, excellent service, outdoor seating, environmentally conscious food service, and the easy parking. 
I would recommend Tio Mateos to anyone who, like me, is ready to branch out from fast food place tacos to something fresher and more delicious and authentic. Or really, to anyone and everyone. Happy Taco Mania, friends! Okay, well, I mean, I'm definitely hungry after hearing about all those tacos and places to go. Um, I'm going to continue talking about tacos. So I went to Oz Tacos and Tequila, which is in Lincoln. Um, What I loved about it, and I think, you know, going back to our donuts episode, I'm big on place. Uh, You know, that, that affects me. I do love like a greasy spoon. This was the opposite of a greasy spoon. Very classy, very kind of like new vibes, um, but I really enjoyed it. So it kind of a trendy feel, lovely outdoor seating. So if it's a nice day, because we still have some nice days left here, um, definitely sitting on that patio with a taco and a, um, a margarita. I went um, during my lunch at work, so I did not have a margarita. I 100% have to go back for one of those. But the taco I went with was their chicken al pastor. Um, that was with um, grilled chicken, avocado, green salsa, and smoked pineapple. And that last one, that smoked pineapple, is what really drew me to it. Something about a grilled, pine- like caramelized pineapple uh, that was just perfect. And you know, going back to you know simple ingredients done super well. That's exactly what happened here. These tacos hit the spot. I will definitely head back here. Lincoln is kind of right in between home and work, so I can just stop for a taco. And um, yeah, and like I said, go back for that margarita because they all sounded fantastic. So definitely a cool place to check out. Uh, It's not surprising as I went in there that they are the winners of Taco Mania for the past two years. Um, the judges in 2021 and the people's choice in 2022. Um, And it shows it's that good. So definitely worth checking out. So if Dave's family is listening, uh, he's going to have a lot of after work (laughs) meetings. Yes. I got this meeting. It goes till seven. I'm sorry. And it's just me eating tacos. Like it's the most innocent thing ever. (laughs) If you were to combine the words me eating, it does look like meeting. So yeah, me eating. It's just me eating. (laughs) Have a meeting after work. (laughs) Fantastic. How about you, Lauren? What did you think of your place? Um, so I went to Terra Negra Cantina in Providence, um, and I really loved it. Um, it's right into Pascal Square. There's like an outdoor area that overlooks that sort of fountain courtyard. Um, and I went on like a chilly night, but I can imagine that in the summer it is super fun. And there's like an outdoor bar out there too. Um, And the whole place just kind of, it was very colorful, but then with like black accents, which made the like neon colors pop. And I got like a very Miami vibe about it, which I thought was cool. Um, And the other thing that reminded me of Miami is that they do have a 15% built in service charge on the bill. So that's a word to the wise for people who are going there. Um, But yeah, so their menu was extensive. It was like, a book. <laughs> um, <laughs> for the taco promotion, I was offered any two tacos from the street taco menu. Um, so this included shredded beef, roasted pork, carnitas pork, shrimp, shredded chicken, pork belly, or al pastor. Um, and all of the options came with pico de gallo, cilantro, and guacamole on soft corn tortillas. 
there weren't any vegetarian or vegan options on the street taco menu. Um, but the regular menu did have some vegetarian options. So it seems conceivable to me that you could do like a substitution or something. And I went with one shredded beef taco and one shredded chicken taco. They were very neat. As we discussed, there was not a mess to pick up. So I really liked that. Um, And the meat was really well seasoned. Uh, The guacamole was really good. And they weren't too spicy. So I would say if you are a person who wants more heat, you could probably ask for hot sauce or actually um, they gave us complimentary chips and salsa when we sat down. And that salsa had more heat to it than the average restaurant salsa does. So you could probably ask for some of that. Um, In addition to the tacos, I got the guava margarita, which was really good. And our server recommended the flan, which was definitely worth mentioning. It is the best flan I've ever had. It was rich, creamy, had the perfect balance of flavors between the vanilla custard and the salty, sweet caramel topping. It was so good. Like if you wanted to just go there for the flan, you would not be disappointed. (laughs) Um, so I will definitely return to Terra Negra Cantina for the food, the good service and the vibe. And I would recommend it to anyone who enjoys good food and a fun atmosphere. Lauren, I amended my review, uh, while you were speaking, (laughs) um, you'll find out why in a second. Okay. For my part of the competition, I went to Lost Valley Brew Pub on Sims Ave in Providence, which is home to, and at least for me, better known as Revival Brewing. Uh, it's right next door to the Farm Fresh building. And, um, because they are so close and also because they are wonderful people, Lost Valley partners with a number of the local businesses, both part of Farm Fresh and, uh, elsewhere throughout Providence to be, in their words, crustworthy. Um, Most notably, when you visit their location, you're greeted as you walk in by this large artsy bar in an industrial building. They have inside seating, outside seating. They've got couches for seating and tables and bar seats, and it's all a very good vibe. It is worth mentioning that it is not a Mexican restaurant. It is a pizza and brew pub that also has some tacos on the menu. Though the bar is the first thing that you see, uh, they also have a large brick pizza oven that at one time in that building's history served as a giant fireplace that fueled blacksmith kilns back in the early 1900s. So it's really something to behold. And like Lauren said about Terra Negra, they also have gratuity included, which I think is a really exciting move for restaurants, and I hope to see it spread to some other locations. Uh, So once inside, I sat at the bar and I ordered a beer and the taco options I was given were beef and vegan. And I did note that there was a buffalo chicken taco on the regular menu, but for the challenge, it was just beef or vegan. I was told that there wasn't a significant difference between the flavoring of the two, so I opted for the vegan option. The two tacos came in soft corn tortillas that were dusted on either side in what I believe to be a smoked paprika seasoning. Inside the taco was a very good portion of protein topped with some chopped peppers and onions and cotija cheese. They were a little bit spicy, a little bit smoky, and just entirely delicious. The seasoning on the outside definitely added to the flavor in a way that I appreciated, but it is worth mentioning that it made for a very messy eating experience that I didn't personally love, but I would still order them next time. After I finished my tacos, I also ordered the street corn nachos, which were 
delicious. I will definitely be returning to Lost Valley again in the future, and I'm excited to explore more of their food menu, which notably, for any of our listeners who are vegan or vegetarian, they have a lot of vegan options or vegan modifications to the things on their menu. So I feel confident recommending it to anyone that likes a good food paired with delicious beer. Uh, They also have ciders and um, sort of a small scale full bar, which means that they also have a cocktail menu. So there's really something for everyone. And I bet if you wanted, they could make you a margarita. I definitely missed the boat going during my work lunch. That's a mistake that I made with my choice because, yeah, both of those, um, the pairings, right? That's another part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciated having... Um, if I had gotten a lunch break, I would have just gotten water, I think. And so I, I think I appreciated having a different flavor mm-hmm. than just water to sort of counterbalance yeah. my taco. Missed opportunity. Oh, to live in the Mad Men era. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd love to hear your favorite taco place in Rhode Island. So please send us an email at online at gmail.com or find us on social media and send us a direct message with where else we should have gone to get some delicious tacos. You can find more info about Rhode Island Food Fights on their Facebook page, facebook.com slash rifoodfights, or on their website at rifoodfights.com. There are several Food Fights competitions each year, and we encourage you to participate in one or more of these and show your local restaurants some love. Roadie Radio is proud to be a resident partner of the Rhode Island Center for the Book and is brought to you by library staff and community members all around the Ocean State. Brody Radio is honored to have been funded in part by grants from the Rhode Island Council for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Humanities, and the American Library Association. You can find more from Rhode Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to Rhode Radio and rate or review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help us reach more Rhode Islanders. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. Hungry for more reviews? Don't miss our bonus episode dropping this Friday.